Praise God. Aren't you glad he knows our names? There's nothing he cannot do. He is great. Greatly to be praised. Tonight's going to be an interactive message. I will need you to be involved tonight. We're going to take victory and dominion over some things that are coming against you, and I believe that God is going to help us. Amen. Praise God. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a wonderful time. Tonight I've already felt the presence of God in this place, and I know that the Lord is here to do great and mighty things. Hallelujah. Do you believe it tonight? Praise God, praise God, praise God. We had some tremendous miracles that God was doing Sunday. I know several were touched uh, miraculously Sunday morning and also Sunday night. Uh, I really feel in the Holy Ghost that God has opened a great big door for us. And uh, there's no question about it. Eight people were, were filled with the Holy Ghost Sunday night. Five people were baptized, and I've already got uh, folks asking to be baptized this coming Sunday. So we're, we're thankful for what God is doing. Praise God. Praise God. Why don't you just sit right there and just give God a praise for a moment. Lord, I, I love you and I praise you. Lift up your name and exalt you, God. You are the great and the mighty one. You're the holy God. There's no one like you. Hallelujah. No one even close to being like you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we lift up your name. Lord, we exalt you. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God bless every one of you, and thank you for being here tonight. Uh, of course, we know that uh, Saturday night's going to be a well-attended prayer meeting after God spoke to us Sunday about prayer, so I'm sure there'll be several people that will want to join us, and I say that with all sincerity. I believe that, that the Lord is calling our church family to prayer, to intercede on the behalf of so many souls in this area and around the world. I was uh, encouraged to see the, many of the ladies joining together for prayer Monday morning, and that was awesome. And then Saturday night, we had a great time of prayer. Uh, this last week, and I believe that God is going to do great things. Welcome aboard, everyone. It's great to be on the old ship Zion. And if you have your Bibles, we're going to the book of Romans, chapter 10 and verse 8. Praise God. We are so delighted to have several new folks that are just starting to uh, be a part of our church family, and we're glad that you're with us tonight in this service and what God has in store for all of us is simply, I believe, amazing. Now, Romans chapter 10, verse 8, let's get it. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And tonight, for just a few moments, I believe the Holy Ghost is going to move, and we're going to talk to you about 
the word of faith. Why don't we just again give God a praise that comes from our hearts. Lord, here we are tonight to worship you, to praise you. Thank you for victory in Jesus. Thank you for your name that's powerful and strong and, and almighty, oh God. We're thankful, Lord, for your goodness. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I pray right now that you touch every heart and mind. I pray, oh God, that every enemy spirit would be subdued in the name of Jesus, and it is, and I thank you for it, God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 Now stay with me for a few moments because, if you will, I think we'll see a miracle here tonight. Sunday night, I preached on the prayer of faith. Tonight, I'm speaking on the word of faith. God has certainly given us a direction. Sunday night, we talked about effective prayer, the prayer of faith. No more effective prayer can there ever be than the prayer of faith. It is so powerful that the Bible says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Folks, that is a tremendous promise. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. For the Bible says, And the Lord shall raise him up, and if he hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Look at the power that God has placed in the prayer of faith. So powerful. And tonight, we go on just another step, talking about now the word of faith that accompanies the prayer of faith. Remember this. Faith is the language of heaven. If you really want something from God, you want to speak the language of heaven. The language of heaven is faith. Faith. Tonight, we're studying about the word of faith. Doubt sees the obstacles. Faith sees the way. Doubt dreads to take a step. Doubt sees the darkest night. Faith sees the day. Doubt dreads to take a step, but faith soars on high. Doubt questions who believes. Faith answers, I. And it's time to speak the word of faith tonight over every situation that you're facing. The devil is not going to allow you to get by without using your weapon of faith. You're going to have to pull out your weapon of faith. The word of faith, however, don't worry, is nigh thee. The word of faith is nigh thee, the Bible says, even in thy mouth. For many, the word of faith is foreign to our fleshly nature. You know, we're, uh, th this old flesh, uh, we like to talk about our aches and pains. Oh, I saw a humorous uh, little video of a guy that was explaining to me how the old people act. And he said, they go do something, and then as soon as they do it, they go, 
Oh. And I thought, he's right. I go do something, I go, oh. I don't know when it happened, but at a certain age, after I, I, I do something, I'll go, hmm. Oh. We're more likely to speak about our worries. It comes more natural to speak about our worries and our fears. But when you're facing the biggest giant of your life, listen to me now, I'm not going to be long, but you need to hear what I'm saying. When you're facing the biggest giant of your life, you have got to let God help you to speak the language of faith. It is the only way over that obstacle. Speak the language of faith. The key to your victory over the challenge that you are facing right now may be found in the words of the young man David as he was faced with the killer giant Goliath. I'm not going to go into the story of David and Goliath tonight, but I am going to go into what language David used as he was preparing to have the biggest battle of his life. And so, 1 Samuel 17, 32, and David said to Saul, watch, he said, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. In verse 37, I'm looking at the language of faith. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. I'm looking at the language of faith in 1 Samuel 17, 45. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. And look at the language of heaven. This is the language of heaven. This day the Lord will deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines. Now he's even expanded beyond the single giant that he's facing. He says, I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Watch. Language of faith. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he, he will give you into our hands. So I took this, this language of heaven, and I condensed it down to 
10 things that I'm going to have you interact with me right now. How many want a miracle? I'm going to go back now and I'm going to dissect his words just for a moment. And we're going to take these same steps that brought David victory over Goliath. We're going to take these same steps to defeat a giant that may be facing you right now. That story is not in the Bible just for a little child's story. That story is there because there are principles in that story that still work today. Here we go. Number one, David said, let no man's heart fail because of him. Don't you be scared of him. Don't anybody get a heart attack over this. I want you to just join me right now. And whatever the giant is you're facing, I want you to say with me, let no man's heart fail because of. Don't anybody get worried about this giant because he is not going to take your head. You're going to take his. So you have to speak with me. So number one, let no man's heart fail because of him. Number two, and I'm putting them up on the wall so you can see it and hear it. Number two, the Lord that delivered me out of, the, out of past trials and troubles and sicknesses, he, watch, will deliver out of the hand of this, and you have to name it. Okay, leave that on the wall right there. Everybody that needs a miracle over some giant, it could be a physical illness, it could be a family situation, it could be a wayward child, it could be anything else. Everybody on the wall. The Lord that delivered me out of past trials and troubles and sicknesses, he will deliver out of the hand of this sickness, disease, family situation. You're starting to get it. I think you're starting to get it. Let's, let's do this again right here. This, uh, the, this is important for somebody tonight. The Lord that delivered me out of past trials and troubles and sicknesses, he will deliver out of the hand of this sickness. He will deliver out of, this, out of the hand of this problem. He will deliver. You got to say it with your mouth. Three. Devil of, and you can put whatever it is you're facing, finances, infirmity, Fear, anxiety, depression, you fill in the blank. Maybe you might want to put a couple things in there. That's all right. Devil of whatever it is, you come against me with your doubts and fears and worries, but I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the God of the angel armies, 
whom you have defied. Okay? If you miss a word, it's okay, but you're getting the gist of it. Are you ready? It's interactive and it's powerful. Are you ready? So you decide right now which one it is. It's in devil of infirmity, devil of finance, devil of depression, devil of fear, devil of anxiety, devil of addiction, whatever it may be. If it's multitude, multi, multiples, we'll give you time. Are you ready? Ready? Devil of infirmity, you come against me with your doubts and fears and worries. But I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the God of the angel armies whom you have defied. Woo! I want to give God a praise right now. Come on, you need to recognize that this situation is defying your God. It's not just defying you, it's defying your God. Number four, I'm just going by the language that David used. This day will the Lord Jesus deliver you into my hand, and I will smite you, and I will take off your head. Are you ready? Join me. This day will the Lord Jesus deliver you into my hand. And I will smite you. I will take off your head. Somebody give praise to God. I did a little spiritual warfare in my office today. I just want you to know. I almost turned this into a prayer meeting night because it would have been a great thing to have all you folks together praying. And I kept saying, God, what is it? What is it? There's something. And, and there were different things that were coming to my mind, but I didn't feel it. And when this came, I got that unction. I said, oh, that's where we are. This is what we need tonight. All right, you ready? Number five. I will give the carcasses of the host of evil this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. Anybody dare to say that with me? Say it. I will give the carcasses of the host of evil this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. Clap your hands. Number six, you ready? Say it with me. That all the earth may know that there is a God in his church. That all the earth may know that there is a God in his church. This is not for the glory of man. This is for the glory of God. That all the earth may know. What do you think those doctors are saying? when they see God working miracles. That all the earth may know that there is a God in his church. Seven. All this assembly shall know 
that the Lord saves not with sword and spear. This isn't going to be how good you are. This isn't going to be how well you fight. All this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear. Say it out loud with me. All this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear. Number eight. I'm getting there. For the battle is the Lord's. Come on, some of you have been trying to carry something you were never designed to carry. The battle is the Lord's. You're not supposed to be trying to carry this battle. The battle is the Lord's. I want somebody to shout it out loud with me right now. For the battle is the Lord's. Let's try that again. For the battle is the Lord's. Let's say it again. For the battle is the Lord's. I serve the Lord Jesus Christ, for the battle is the Lord's. Still following the language of faith, number nine. Well, I got ten things, so you're, you're pretty good. We're at nine. Jesus Christ will give our enemies into our hands. Now, you, you may not understand how important this is. You will by the time I get to the end of this message. But it's important that you voice these things. I know you know it, but it's important that you voice it. So let's say it together. Jesus Christ will give our enemies into our hands. Let's do it again. Jesus Christ will give our enemies into our hands. What's our enemies? Our enemies are sickness, fear, worry, doubt, depression, evil, the devil and his demons. Our enemies are not human, so just so you know. But our enemies are real, but Jesus Christ will give our enemies into our hands. And number 10 is really easy. Praise the Lord. Come on, praise Him. Don't praise Him because you feel it. Praise Him because you believe it. Praise Him because it's true. Praise Him for the victory. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Oh, yeah. Praise Him. Another king by the name of Jehoshaphat, which I won't go into very deeply. I don't have it in my notes. But he told the people to begin to sing and to praise God. And when they begin to sing praise God, the Bible says that God set ambushments against the enemy. I, I don't know if you realize that if you were just to begin to flat praise God, some of this stuff would go away right now. Just praising God. Now listen, not because you feel good, not because it's been such a wonderful day, not because everything's going great. You're praising Him because you're saying, you're bigger than this problem. You're bigger than this situation. 
You're bigger than that giant. You're bigger than all these things. Hallelujah. I give you praise when the sun is shining. I give you praise when everything's going all right. But I also give you praise when the sun isn't shining. I give you praise when I can't feel anything. I give you praise when my belly's hurting. I give you praise when my head's aching. I give you praise, Lord, when things are not going the way they should be going. I give you praise. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to bless the Lord, oh my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Lift your voices now and give God praise, will you please? Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just give him praise. Just give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 I just want to say my daddy can whip your daddy. I I, I want to say that to all these different things that are coming against you. My daddy can whip your daddy. You better step back. Jack, you better step back. Because my God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. I think some of you have heard my story. I was a new kid in the little neighborhood that we lived in. And it was a, a, a country setting. It really wasn't a neighborhood like some of you are used to, but it was still, there were folks that lived in the area. And mama and dad had given me the only new bike I remember getting, and I'm not sure it was new, but I thought it was. And it was shiny, and it had chrome fenders. It was the latest and the greatest for me. And I'm out riding my little bicycle. When we moved to that area, my wife can tell you, we were in, I was in fifth grade. And right, right there in the middle of the school year. So somewhere around that, if you can figure out how old a kid would be in fifth grade. After he's been kept behind two or three times. No. <laughs> No, that's somebody else's story. But anyway, I, I was riding my bike, and all of a sudden, I was surrounded by several boys. And I was a new kid, and they were not being very nice to me. They got off their bikes, and they put their kickstands down, and one of them came over, and he kicked my bike. I said, man, don't kick my bike. He kicked it again. 
I put my kickstand down. I got off my bike, and before I knew it, there was a ring of boys around me. And there was one boy that, that stepped up, and boy, we were, we were right there. And I thought, this is going to hurt. Because I know I can't whip them all. Now, I'm not even sure I can whip the first one. But I'm sure going to try. <laughs> I was living by the rule, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. At fifth grade, I hadn't learned you're supposed to turn the other cheek yet. It hadn't sunk in yet. And so we were going at it. And I heard an explosion off to my right. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw what looked to be a silver bullet. And my brother, who is three and a half years, almost four years older than me, had hit the screen door. Pow! And that door just, boom! And he raced down those steps, and he was racing toward us. And those kids, their eyes started bugging Larry was always a strong boy, and he didn't mind to fight at all. <laughs> he got in a lot of fights. I was a lover. <laughs> but he was a fighter. Oh, stop looking at me like that. <laughs> I decided I loved my wife in fifth grade. Honest to God, when I sat down in that class, I looked around and I said, that girl right there is the prettiest girl in this classroom. And that was in fifth grade, and I'll tell you what, I married her. I did not get engaged in fifth grade. Don't even, don't go, don't go there with me. Don't even think about it. <laughs> I saw my brother, and he was coming at a dead run. And he was going to flat, flatten some people. And they saw him coming, and they, you should have seen, we had just a little dirt gravel road. I mean, those guys were jumping on their bikes, and they were spinning the tires. <laughs> and all of a sudden it was just me and Larry standing there everybody else was gone I'm telling you I feel in the Holy Ghost that Big Bubba's coming running right now I really do believe that some of you are facing a giant but there is somebody that has all power in heaven and in earth and right now, could I get somebody to agree with me that help is on the way right now? Come on. Can I get somebody to agree with me? Agree with me. Help is on the way right now. Right now.
I'm going to go back before Adam was even created. And I want to say, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. When the earth was a formless, empty mass of darkness, notice that God didn't even talk about how that it was a dismal state of affairs. He's looking it over, and I've got reason to believe that this is right where the Lucifer was cast out of heaven and he hit the earth with such a bang that everything became chaotic and messed up. That's another Bible study, but if you're interested, I'll be glad to share it with you. And then God looks at this stuff and he doesn't say, oh, God just looked at it and he said, let there be light. And Baba, there was light. Whew. Here's what you need to know about that. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. I know you know it, but I'm reminding you because the Lord God is telling me to remind you. You were created in the image of God. You have been duly authorized and you have been duly deputized by the power of Almighty God and in the name of Jesus Christ. And God is saying to you, don't pay any attention to the dark masses. Don't pay any attention to the chaos. Get your eyes off of all the horrible news that you've been filling your little brain with or your big brain, whichever it may be. Stop worrying about everything that might go wrong and stop just looking around and say, oh boy, that's a dark cloud. Wow, that sure is chaotic. Instead, here's what God wants you to do. He wants you to speak the word of faith and begin to speak in the name of Jesus. And here's what he says. Be fruitful. Multiply, replenish, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Speak like the one that you were created in his image. Begin to say, this is what is going to happen. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Speak the creation that you want to have happen 
by your word in the name of Jesus. God said it and it happened. You were created in the image of God. You are able to speak and God can make it happen. I can't tell you how many times this has worked for people I know and for myself. When I stood in the congregation and there were masses of people who needed the Holy Ghost and I stepped down from off the platform and I walked this way I still remember and there's 50 of them standing here that need the Holy Ghost. Not here, but in the church I was preaching. And I looked over and I said, this young lady will be the first one to receive the Holy Ghost tonight. I didn't say she might. I didn't say she could possibly. I spoke the word of faith. Went over, put my hand on her head in the name of Jesus. She started speaking in tongues. Guess what happened? 49 other people began speaking in tongues. This is not something that works for a few people, but for nobody else. This is not something that works for superheroes, but nobody else. This works for every child of God. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. The devil doesn't want you doing this tonight, because this is the way the Lord's going to give you deliverance. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, what? Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, you might have doubted me, but you better not doubt this dude. Because if I could, I'd put that in red letters, because that's the very quote from the Lord Jesus Christ. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Well, you mean if he feels it, really feels something like burning in his heart, then he's going to have it? He didn't say you had to feel one little thing. He didn't say you're going to feel a warmth going down, although I've seen God use that as a sign. Sometimes the only way you know that it happened was that a day or two later you say, wow, those symptoms I had, they're, they're gone. I, I trace it back to when I stood in the house of God and I said, Mountain, 
be removed. I command you in the name of Jesus, I'm going to have whatsoever I say. Now, if I'm trying to be selfish and carnal, of course that's not going to work. But when you're trying to serve God and you're trying your best to live for God and you need a miracle, it's time for you to stop whining and start claiming. I'm just telling you, I mean that with all sincerity. I'm saying this to myself too because I am, I'm not going to say it. My wife's here. Honey, can you go out for a minute? I'm a typical male. When I don't feel good, I whine. Just give me some crackers. That's the normal reaction I have. I see some of you smiling. I think I'm not the only guy in here. But you know what? You're going to have what you say. Now hold on right here. I feel in the Holy Ghost that someone needs to, to, to point their finger and say, I'm going to have right now, and you fill in the blank. I'm going to have my healing. I, I'm going to have my miracle. I, I, I'm going to have this situation that's going to resolve in the name of Jesus. I declare it. Uh, somebody just point your finger right now. Just close your eyes so nobody else will see what you're doing. But just go ahead and point your finger and begin to say, I will have, and you fill in the blank, in the name of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ said, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Oh, but, but I'm, so, I, I'm so private. Just a minute. I'm so private. I, I'm just a, you know, I'm an introverted guy. You might be, but you're going to live a lot longer if you'll listen to what I'm telling you. So somebody rise to your feet right now and just point your finger and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I shall have good health. In the name of Jesus Christ, I shall have perfect health. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I shall have. And you just speak it right now because God is here to give you what you claim in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I shall have it. Praise God. It shall be whatsoever he saith he shall have. Don't doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which you say shall come to pass. Well, well, what are you talking about, Pastor? I'm telling you, there's a word of faith. It's nigh It's even right now in your mouth. And if you begin to speak the language of faith, the word of faith, you're going to see an increase, a multiplication of miracles in your life. Fear attracts demons like faith attracts God. Fear attracts negative spirits like faith attracts God to your life. And sometimes you may not feel like saying it or doing it, but just claim it. Oh, no, you don't get off that easy. Sit down just for another minute. I'm about ready. 
The little Frenchman was sitting about right where Sister Pisa is sitting. Or it might have been where Sister Angelique is sitting. And I don't know why. I tell you the truth. I do not know to this day why I said what I said. But I, I guess it was the Lord. This guy was visiting. I was preaching in the city of Montreal. And he was sitting back here, minding his own business. I said, sir, get up. Dance down to the altar. Now here's this nice, prim, proper Frenchman. But probably all he's ever known was a church with a lot of statutes in it. And I'm not knocking, but that's, you know, it was a different type. He'd never noticed. And he comes to this church, and the preacher gets up and says, I want you to get up and dance to the altar. Little short guy. He got up, he put his hands like this. I'll never forget it. He goes... He never closes his eyes. He's doing this cute little two-step. So he gets down to the altar, and he stands right here. And what I had said was, I want you to dance to the altar, and God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. See, some of you folks don't understand the power that's in your mouth. He got up and he danced down to the front and he got, it was like this, and he got right here and he, nothing happened, so I'm standing right there. I'm looking and he gets up to the next step. And then he put his foot up here, and he started to dance, and the Holy Ghost struck that man. And he began to speak in other tongues. A visitor, he didn't know anything about this stuff. He didn't know anything about how you receive the Holy Ghost. No one had explained to him anything. I'd never met the man before, but I'm telling you, when you speak the word of faith, oh, listen, God is trustworthy. He's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. You can speak the word of faith. You know, as long as we're afraid to take a step of faith, it lengthens our trial. And I don't know about you, but I don't like trials. I just don't like, I, I like to be on the mountaintop. Woo-hoo-hoo! And when I'm in the valley, I'm racing to get through that valley to get up to the next mountaintop. Because I just don't like I guess some people like to dwell in the valley because if you help them solve their problem, they always got a new one. Now, that's not you, but I'm just saying there's some folks that they thrive on that. Oh, you still with me? 
But I found out that if I will just take a radical step of faith, I'm coming to a close. George Muller was a Christian evangelist way back in the 1800s. You might remember the story. It was told by a captain of a vessel that George Muller was riding on. The captain said, I had been on the bridge for 24 hours, never left it. And George Muller came to me and said, Captain, I've come to tell you I must be in Quebec on Saturday afternoon. Captain said, it's impossible. Then very well, if your ship cannot take me, God will find some other way. I have never broken an engagement in 57 years. Let us go down to the, ch to the chart room and pray. I looked at that man, the captain said, that man of God, and I thought to myself, what lunatic asylum can that man have come from? For I have never heard of such a thing as this. Mr. Muller, the captain said, do you know how dense this fog is? No, he replied. My eye is not on the density of the fog, but on the living God who controls every circumstance of my life. And with that, Mr. Muller knelt down and prayed one of his most simple prayers. And when he finished, the ship's captain was about to pray. And George Muller put his hand on the captain's shoulder and said, No, no, don't you pray. As you do not believe, he will answer. And as I believe he has, there's no need whatsoever for you to pray about it. The captain looked at him and George Muller said, Captain... I have known my Lord for 57 years, and there has never been a single day when I have failed to get an audience with the king. Get up, captain. Open the door, and you will find the fog is gone. The captain said, I got up, and indeed the fog was gone. And on that Saturday afternoon, George Muller kept his promised engagement. He was simply practicing something that's in this good book. He was speaking the word of faith, and God loves to honor faith. God traffics in faith. God dwells in faith. God loves people to have faith. When you begin to speak your faith, it makes God want to do something for you. It makes God want to come to your rescue. When you begin to speak faith, it draws the angels. It draws the hand of God. When you begin to speak fear, it draws the devil and his demons. Does anybody want to draw the Spirit of God into your life? I'm going to tell you how to do it. Begin to speak faith in God and begin to praise Him. Right now, let's praise Him.